Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David, and I am joined with today. It's Lewis. How you doing, Lou? Doing good. Enjoying this another cold Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's almost over, though. Almost. Springtime's almost here. Awesome. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about movie and TV news, the weekend box office, Logan, and our all-time top 10 comic book films. And after watching Logan, where we put that film... In that top 10. Or does it make it the top 10? Mm, mystery, mystery. We'll find out. But first off, we want to start off with some movie news of the week. First off, I was reading an article this week about Stephen King and It. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Stephen King has already seen a screening of It, and he's put his seal of approval on the upcoming remake of it. They've now, already filmed it? Yeah, it's almost done. It's coming out in October. Wow. I didn't yeah. know it was that far along in the process. No, nah, it's almost done. That's good I mean, to it's, hear. It, it had, it's had a lot of hiccups. I'm still looking forward to it, though. Oh, but well. my, my issue with that is Stephen King approved it, and that's cool. Yeah, that's a he, big deal. He, is it really? He I hated The is. Shining. His own Shining? He hated The Shining. The Jack Nicholson movie? Wow, that's eye opening. But, uh, I mean, it, if, you know, I mean, Stephen I, King I, I understand. I understand why he didn't like it. Because apparently he hated it because of things Kubrick okay. changed within the movie and the book and all that stuff. I personally still love The Shining. I understand as an author you have certain view of how you want it to come out on film. Yeah, it's going to be different in everybody's mind, especially when you read a book. It's different in everybody's. But what I do like about this one and that it's not one film. It's actually going to be split into two parts. The first part, I believe, comes out uh, this September. And then we have part two that comes out next year. So okay. it's not like we have to wait too long for both parts to come out. Okay. Oh, interesting concept of it. As long as Stephen King approves, I approve. La La Land's in the news again today. Oh, is it? Apparently, Damien Chazelle's new film about Neil Armstrong has a release date. Oh, what's the release date? It's coming out next 2018, actually, in October October 12th, 2018. Okay. Looking yeah. forward to it. The best, no, the best part about it is he's hooking up again with Ryan Gosling. So, oh, okay, that's yeah, a good no, that's I, I can't wait for that. Now, this is the first time Chazelle's done a film outside of music. Oh, it's not a musical. No. I mean, it could be kind of weird if that was a musical, but interesting. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it. Oh no, yeah, with Chazelle, you can't go wrong. But it'd be interesting to see what he does with a film that's not directly dealing with music, with Whiplash and La La Land, and then with Ryan Gosling. Leading the way, he's playing Neil Armstrong. It could be that we he breaks his little Oscar curse. Apparently, they're calling him the new Leo. Oh, so he might he might be on the running for leading man of the year. And we'll we'll see. I hope so. I mean, if anyone could do it, it's Chazelle. I mean, I have full trust in Chazelle with all the work he's done with the last with the last two films he's done. Okay, well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. And before we move on to our debut, Unreal. 
which we promised everyone last week, want to take a moment to look back at someone we lost. For any fan of movies, any fan of classic movies, uh, last week we lost Robert Osborne. Now, any fan of Turner Classic Movies will always remember that lovely old man that would kick off every single film by giving us little tidbits about it. And I personally recently just got into Turner Classic Movies a whole bunch. And it's not going to be the same. I know everyone loves his counterpart, Ben Mankiewicz. That's his name, right? I believe so, yeah. But... Just hearing Bob Osborne just tell me things that I didn't know about these old classic films is going to be something I'm definitely going to miss. And a little tidbit, which might be weird. Um, he's also the narrator on The Great Movie Ride in Disney, uh, Disney's oh, Hollywood Studios. There you go. And I'm actually heading there in two weeks. So oh. as soon as I get on that Great Movie Ride, I those chills. So you hear his voice Might one get more those time. feels. Not one more time. I don't know if they're even going to replace him until they, the Turner's contract runs out with the ride, I think, in 2018 I as well. they will. He has a legendary voice. Oh, uh, okay. Legend lost, but yeah. Not lost. Absolutely. Now, last week, we promised everyone this new feature that will only be here on Real Chronicles called Unreal. And we scoured the internet for the most unbelievably ridiculous article that we can find dealing with film and what extraordinary article did you find for us this week you're not gonna believe this what is it so apparently we can now use dna to store everything from a movie to an amazon gift card not just any gift card amazon what so researchers from the new york genome center and the center for computational biology and bioinformatics at Columbia University were able to write six different files into DNA, including a French movie and an Amazon gift card. Let's give a round of applause for him getting through that paragraph, first of all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Big word. I tried, book. tried. SAT so, words. So they're making... Okay, continue. I'm, <laughs> I'm not done yet. Okay. So apparently the research mapped pieces of a computer and their information like ones and zeros that make up digital file and placing it to DNA. I'm going to read this well. Nucleotides. There you go. It's a big word right there. So they synthesize those molecules into DNA strands and store the DNA into a test tube to extract the information. They sequence the DNA. What they got back was a perfect copy of an original data. <laughs> what? So this pretty much means that like, you can put your DNA into a... No, isn't it that you can put a movie into your DNA? Into a movie, into so our it's, DNA. It's like our So cells. I could literally... I have like 2,000 movies, so apparently I could throw all these movies into my DNA. You could have a whole library on your Like, phone. they already call me the modern-day blockbuster. I don't think I can be the walking blockbuster now. You could be the walking blockbuster now. Look at you, you got... A whole collection in your kneecap. All I need to get is that. What do they use? Like where, um, when you go to vendors and they have the little chip to use credit cards. Oh, chip reader. Yeah, I'm gonna. All I need is one for me. I could just go walk around and then one about rent rent a movie. I'm good. Sounds to go. completely unsafe. First of all, I don't see how we're not gonna get radio activity out of this. This isn't gonna work. I we need more information because this is outrageous. How are you gonna put movies? Like, how are you supposed to extract it? The real question is who would want to. That is the real question. This seems like one of those tests that they give you a call. 
and they say, do you want to make 50 bucks today? And somebody will be like, and then someone's like, eh, I need the money. Yeah. Uh, listeners out there, if you're interested in uh, getting your movie collection into your DNA, comment on our social media. Let us know if that's you. Is it going to be you? It's definitely not going to be me. My DNA is staying with me and not having any media on it. Like you don't want belly in your DNA? I might consider Friday. <sighs> yeah, the Friday trilogy. I might, I might that's do a, that. That's another topic for that is a another time. Topic. So next week, we will definitely bring you something that we're going to try to top this one. I don't know how. It's going to be hard. I, I, I'm going to try. Movies and DNA is going to be hard to top. Speaking of movies and DVDs and Blu-rays. Okay. Before we get into our main topic, I want to run down what's coming out on DVD next week. Hit me with it. Fences. It's great pickup. Solace. That I can tell you that Anthony Hopkins is in it, but I can't tell you anything else. Okay. Anthony Hopkins and Solace coming out next week. And I know your favorite, Collateral Beauty. Collateral Beauty. Did you see it? Nope. Do you want to see it? I don't think so. Do you know what the twist in Collateral Beauty is? No. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what the twist is, you can pause right now and fast forward about 20 seconds. 20 seconds. So in the trailer, they say that the people, uh, Helen Mirren and mm -hmm. are all, is an angel? Yeah. No, it's not. They're all actors. And that's the twist. That's Welcome the twist. Back, uh, for those who didn't want to know the spoiler. We move on to Passengers. That with was, that was Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. That was a great movie. I enjoyed that one. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's like The Shining on a plane or on a spaceship. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna spoil that anybody. I I didn't get it. I, I I didn't see how that was possible. But it was a fun movie. It was fun. It's, it's a holiday film. Yeah. Nothing more. Nothing less. And finally, L with Academy Award nominee and Golden Globe winner Isabel Huppert. There you go. Those are the five movies you can pick up but on Tuesday. Let let's make sure our our listeners know that you can check out reviews for Fences, Collateral Beauty, and Passengers right now on RealTalking.com. Moving on to TV, I don't know if you knew this, but Game of Thrones is really popular. What was that? You don't know what that is? I don't never heard of that show. Uh, oh, so for those that don't know what Game of Thrones is. It's a very, very popular show on HBO, and news broke this week that July 16th is the start date for the seventh season. Unfortunately, fans of the show will know that the show usually comes back in about four weeks, first week of April. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because I believe they are filming the entire final 13 episodes together, Okay, that that's why they're taking a little longer to release the seasons. The season seven will be seven episodes, and the final season next year will be six episodes. Uh, you heard it here first. Well, you didn't hear it here first. I just like saying that. But Khaleesi is coming back to your screens July 16th. I am so Team Khaleesi. What team are you? Stark. Your team Stark? I'm a Jon Snow fan. You're a Jon Snow fan? You Even though he's in, to be To play both fields, Jon Snow is Targaryen and, and Stark. So... You think they're gonna Spoiler hook up? alert for anyone that hasn't seen Game of Thrones. I think they're going to hook up. They're cousins. Okay. It's Game of Thrones we're talking about. They're going to hook up. But we definitely will see. I, I personally can't wait. I To me, it's already in the top 10 best shows of all time. Oh, yeah. It's Without a doubt. beautifully written. It has some of the best performances 
I've seen on TV. Where would you rank it right now if you had to? I'd rank it top five because mostly I'm. This is the kind of show I wouldn't be into, but it catches my attention with how well written it is. Individuals are just out of this world. The way I look at it is a more mature, if you want to put it, Lord of the Rings. It is. That's exactly. What I it love is. Lord of the Rings. Not much of a Hobbit fan, but I love Lord of the Rings, and that's the way I went into when I started watching Game of Thrones, and it hasn't disappointed me since episode one. Yeah. Uh, I would completely agree with that. It's like uh, way more entertaining, Lord of the Rings. Uh, more entertaining? I think it's more entertaining. Lord of the Rings is good for the, like, the battle scenes. That's about it. That's it? That's it. The most you didn't, the you didn't like walk- their walking? They were just walking. What's wrong with walking? Uh, I, don't, I don't need to it's see good exercise. I don't need to see guys do the, keep up with their cardio. It's good exercise. I walk every day. Oh, there you go. Just call me Frodo. Anyway, Baskets. What's Baskets? Baskets is getting renewed on FX for season three. Awesome. Have What's you seen bas- the show? No, I haven't. Have you? Me neither. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's a great thing about Real Talk. We may not watch it, but we'll let you know if it's well, coming back go. or not. It's the news brought to you by the best in the business. And I don't know if you knew this. Friday was the 20th anniversary of some show about a vampire. Twilight? No, Vampire Slayer. Oh, Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Buffy celebrated its 20th anniversary. Now, on top of me feeling really old, well, I mean, older than I already feel, when I saw Buffy's 20 years old, I immediately thought, what was I doing in 1997? Was I watching Buffy? I would watch, I didn't religiously watch it, but I would watch it, like, on the weekends, where it would come on randomly on, like, the WB. I, I watched it to about the fifth season. I think it was the fifth season when they switched networks. And back then, to me, that was, like, the kiss of doom. You switch networks, eh, the show, it's probably trash. I can't even tell you if it ends well or if it doesn't. But I can tell you who does know. Our colleague, Gaius. He wrote a couple uh, top tens, didn't he? He wrote a couple of top tens. He wrote a feature on the 20 years of Buffy. I commend him. It was an excellent article. It was excellent top tens. Be sure to go online to our website and check it out. Because if you did not know anything about Buffy, after reading these articles, you'll know what episodes to go to you don't know what not to go to and you may love buffy as much as guys does and trust me guys loves buffy i think it's safe to say he's a resident uh buffy buff we'll call him that i i would i would believe so buffy to me had the same allure as a hercules or xena where i would watch it but it would be like from time to time and i really really got into the story i prefer buffy before buffy over hercules and xena I think of the three, I would prefer Xena. I can't. I'll go an extra step further. I've never seen any of the two. Oh, there you go. Uh, they, they didn't catch your judging story wise. They just had good action. That's in my opinion. I guess. Speaking of bad TV. Oh, here we go. Guess what finale is this Monday? What's the finale this Monday? Your favorite show, The Bachelor. Ooh. Now I need to know. Okay. Who's Nick going to pick? I don't know who Nick is <laughs> or what choices he has. <laughs> you you're you're going to you're going to tell me right here for everybody that listens to us. You uh-huh. don't watch The Bachelor? I know I, you do. You've off the air told me you've listened to The Bachelor. Wow, so we're going to start lying on the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched an episode of The Bachelor in my life. Now I know something that you do watch kicks off Tuesday night. The NCAA tournament. I do watch it sometimes. I'm not that big into college sports, but I'll watch it. I'll go with the hype. It, it It's hype. I would say the first three days, 
of the tournament we have tuesday kicks off you we have the first 65 or we get it down to 64 teams and then thursday yeah. it kicks off thursday friday saturday sunday those first that first weekend of of the tournament is always exciting so i always look forward to it. i think cbs gets some of their best ratings during that time oh well if it's on i have nothing to do nothing to watch i'll throw it on and now for a show that i may not watch but i a lot of people do this is us have Didn't, you seen that show yet or i haven't seen that show either i don't think we watch anything <laughs> I watch some shows. What are you watching right now, anyway? Uh, I just caught up on The Walking Dead. Uh, the show that jumped the shark back. about three, four years ago? It hasn't been the best season this season. Apparently, I can say that I have sporadically watched since season one. Uh-huh. After about season three, I've, I've barely watched. But this whole Negan thing. Okay brought some curiosity to me well, so i watched the first episode of the season mm-hmm. and i thought it was one of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen it was so it was. good so i said to myself all right i'm gonna give the show a chance then episode two happened and three and four and you know where i'm going see i i've read the comments before and i've kept saying this i've been waiting for negan for a while to come on the show. But are you are comic, you happy? As I'm a, happy he's on the show, but as a comic book fan, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that was going to be the the climax of the show. Like once they got to that certain death in episode one or multiple deaths, uh, it was pretty much going to go downhill from that. So since you read the comic, I'll ask you this: Did they strive away, stride away from the comics from with those particular deaths? Well, yeah, one of the deaths didn't happen in the comics, and as far as the storyline going on now, they're going a little bit away from the comics. I mean, they haven't really gone, you know, like, word by word in the comics. They kind of use it as, like, a building stone, but they, they've they changed it enough to keep it fresh, but, you know, it's still elements they got to keep to at least keep the story relevant. Well, I mean... It doesn't seem like the show is going to be ending anytime soon. Oh, no. That's cash cow for AMC. That's has, not going to end anytime soon. Has the comics finished their run? Or they're still No, they're still going. As well? uh, I haven't caught up with the last couple of months, but they're still going. I know there's been a major death in the comics of one of the main characters also, so I got to catch up on that. I'm going to go on a limb and say that this show will end in the worst possible way. I, I think this show is going to end like this, and if I'm wrong, you can go back to... March 11, March 11, March 12th, and say I was wrong. But I'll tell you this. I think this show is going to end with it all being in Rick's head. And Rick died, and it's all been in his head. Uh, I think it's going to end with baby Judith as the leader. It's going to end, it's going to have not a a flash forward to like Breaking Bad. Kind of like Breaking Bad. Um, are we going to give an over-under of how many seasons it's going to last? I'm going on 25. Wow. <laughs> We're on 7 right now. I'm going to give it 10. Let me, I'm going to give it 10. I would have said 10. I would agree with you. But then we have shows that I have no idea why, why are they are still on the air. Grey's Anatomy still on the air, and I don't understand That's why. It's the same kind of show, though. No, but let me, let, me, let me get into this. I don't feel certain shows should go, go too long. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad is a perfect example of a show. It's five seasons. It's mm-hmm. tight. Everything works well. Fantastic it's, last season. To me, it's the second best show ever made. 
Oh, oh I, I will fight anyone yeah, on that one. Started to build a nice little top ten on, here. Yeah, I will fight anyone on that one. To me, Breaking Bad. There's only one other show, and that's for another topic, and I won't reveal here. Okay, that's another topic right there. Keep a lookout for that. But shows that go on too far. Did you know? You remember that show, Supernatural? Yeah, it's still going on. Yeah, why? I don't know. There's a lot of demons they've killed. And I, and I love the Big Bang Theory. Oh my God, that's still going on. No, apparently they're they're in talks of signing an extension, so we might get another three or four seasons. That would push us at about yeah, we're at fourteen. It's like the us. modern day. It's not. It's not as good. I know people are gonna like get on my back for this, but it's kind of like the modern day Seinfeld. I've never seen one episode of Seinfeld. Oh, you're missing out, man. It's on Hulu. Every Meh. episode. Meh. I heard how it ends. Meh. I heard the, yeah, the last episode wasn't that good, but the show overall, it's fantastic. I mean, there's only one comedy that is number one to what me. What is it? I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy? It's the best comedy of okay. all time. I, I'm not mad at it. She's a goddess of comedy. She, Lucille Ball is, nothing touches her. There will always be a second place, but no one ever gets a first. Not mad at it. It's good number one. Speaking of comedy, I just recently started some, watching something really old. What is it? Something I've been told to watch for about three years, and the hype is real right now. Take is a it? guess. Take a quick guess. Please tell me it's half-baked. No, man. Oh, I'm talking man. about a TV show. <laughs> TV show comedy that you've been being told to watch for three years. Let me see. The one guess. If you don't guess it, I got you. I'll give you a hint. It has women in it. Two broke girls. No, man. No? I said old show. Oh, you said old show. I thought you meant... Oh, okay. The uh, Golden Girls, man. The Golden The Golden Girls? girls? The Golden Girls. I, I don't know what I've been missing out. It's good. If anyone... If you know me, we've been friends for 10 years. Uh-huh. I'm sarcastic as it gets. <laughs> yes, you are. And that show has so much sarcasm. I literally... I was watching an episode a few hours ago, and I was in tears. Like legit tears of how funny that show is. I have to check it out. I still gotta go and check out the Goldbergs too. Oh, the Goldbergs is great. I know it's so good. It is so hard to check. Beverly Goldberg is my favorite TV mom of this decade. Okay, she's so funny. It is, and for we're eighties babies. Yes, you'll everything in that show you'll find. Some correlation with I heard Kevin Smith Just directed an episode A Batman 89 episode A Batman 89 episode And it's It's I can't wait And I mean I don't know if you knew this I Yeah I'm pretty sure You like yeah, Batman 89 Just a little bit 89 89 I'm sorry Blast But uh Yeah uh, It's one of those shows That I've been meaning To get into But I just gotta find the time but. Definitely I mean Blackish is the one That gets all the awards I love Blackish I like Blackish I think it's great But I don't know Something I connected With the Goldbergs so much, I guess, because I'm, I'm, I'm into the whole nostalgia bit. Yeah, I'm into retro gaming. I'm into old movies. I'd rather watch a 1930s film over something that comes out this Friday or last Friday or anything like that. That's just the way I've been. So I connected more with the Goldberg. It's kind of been a trend for uh, these family sitcoms ever since Modern Family. Starting with Blackish, they went with um, Fresh Off the Boat. That's the one that I started, and I guess I fell off. You, I talk about Beverly Goldberg mm-hmm. being like the best TV mom of the decade. I can counter that. And the mother from uh, oh, she's hysterical. Fresh Off the Bow is the most irritating mother. She's hysterical to me. I would have moved out. Oh, yeah, of course. But she's just, her antics are hysterical. Like, homie can't even listen to Biggie and Pac without her bothering him. Oh, Biggie and Pac. So, Biggie and Pac, huh? Yeah, Biggie and Pac. Well, I think Biggie and Pac would want to know what this week's box office was. 
Let's let Big Impact know what this week's box office were. So we're going to run down to top 10. Okay. Coming in at number 10 is my number one worst movie of 2017. This is still selling? 1.6 million. Wow, people. There's some lonely people out there. A lot of cucumbers still left on the floor. <laughs> 50 Shades Darker. Ugh. Wow. Ugh. What's number nine? Did you see that? No, thankfully I did not see that. I didn't even see number one. This is how much I love the people, and I love reviewing for the people okay. that I saw Fifty Shades Darker. You're a brave soul. I'm very brave. Yeah. So coming in at number nine is my favorite movie of 2016, La La Land, still staying strong after releasing in December and limited release and wide in January. We're in March, and it's still running out in the top ten with 1.7 million. Still kind of mad at this far into the game. It's only 0.1 ahead of Fifty Shades. No, Fifty Shades should be ashamed of itself that less than a month in and we're at number 10 already, especially with all the money the first one made when everyone was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever made. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So as we keep going, then we get into some good films, actually great. John Wick Chapter 2, (sighs) 2.7. I still haven't seen this. Oh my God. So ashamed of myself. While some people prefer the first one, I definitely prefer the second one just because there's an origin story to his character, and that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, I didn't even know there was, but hey. Oh yeah, yeah. There's more. Or there's more. It's not just I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kill everyone. You killed my dog, and you're gonna pay for it. There's way more to it. Number seven, Hidden Figures, two point seven, staying strong. I believe it's the number one grossing Oscar nominated really? film. Yeah, look at number that. one. Yeah, Before I Fall. It's falling down, down, down with another 3.1. Lego Batman movie staying strong, 7.8. Have you seen that yet? No, not yet. My wife and daughter have seen it. They went without me. Best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. I've heard. I've heard it's so it's good. excellent. It's so funny. The Shack? Uh, nope. <laughs> They're actually playing it at my local church this week. Okay. 10 million. 10 million. Where'd it go, we, Shaq? Number three, Get Out. Fantastic. Just saw that. How do you feel? Amazing. Do you Very th- great concept. Awesome. I'm definitely happy you enjoyed it because it's definitely going to be up there at, as one of the best of the year for me. Yeah, that's a social message that it uh, brought out. Especially with the culture now. Yeah, of course. And if we move on to number two, speaking of culture, Logan. Logan, another one I saw today. I saw them back to back. You're not tired? No, I'm not tired. That was fun ride for both movies. Absolutely. I think two different types of movies. Very two different, yeah. Definitely two different types. And rounding on the top 10, to no surprise, is Kong Skull Island. I know you haven't seen that. We talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. If you want to go back and check that episode out, we got into a little detail about Kong Kong Skull Island and also about our review being on the site. But going back to Logan brings us to our Main main topic for today, and that is comic book films and where we would put Logan looking at our top 10 comic book films of all time. Now, Lewis doesn't know mine. And he doesn't know mine. So what we're going to do first is we're going to go through our top 10 without Logan in. Of course. And after we discuss it, we dissect it, we will see if Logan makes our top 10. So we're going to start from number 10, each of us. Okay. And we are work our way down. Lou, what's your number 10? I'll go first. My number 10 is The Dark Knight Rises. Why? 
because it was my second favorite Dark Knight movie in the trilogy. Over Batman Begins? Over Batman Begins. Oh, okay. Uh, I enjoyed Batman Begins. Batman Begins did not make my list. A little uh, teaser there for the rest of it. Uh, I liked it, though. Like the the combination of the trilogy. I think you like Bane a lot. Bane was, I actually like, like Bane. I like I, I like the, the version they brought out in the movie. A little different from what we're used to. The only one we've seen on the big screen? Only one? No, we got one in uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Yeah. That was typical Bane. This one was a little more. She was badass. Yeah, this one was edgier. It's more, it. well, Nolan's real world Batman, yeah. if it's imperfect. And I think, you know. He's a terrorist. That's pretty much what he is. Yeah. But Catwoman, uh, she did a great job. Not my favorite Catwoman. Not your favorite Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is forever a Catwoman. Even though she was possessed by cats, apparently. If yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but sure, sure, sure. When people make fun of us for watching comic book films, they can yeah, just yeah. You gotta remember that. Then you this know. lady fall out the window and she gets eaten by cats, and then she's hitting signs. You I think said, she got eaten. I thought she was just more. Nah, the... dude, she fa- she falls out the window. I thought she got rabies. Ca- nah, dude, she falls out the window, and these cats are like, sure, Ooh. why not? Let's bite these fingers. Yep. And then I'm gonna, and then she's like, all right, I'm gonna go back into my apartment, destroy my apartment. Use my salary to clean my apartment mm-hmm. and break this hello there sign to be cliched. And it says hell here. There you go. I mean, her. Outfit, I do love her, though. Her outfit was iconic. That was the most iconic Catwoman. Batman outfit. Returns has the iconic Catwoman outfit. And what's your I- top 10? And the iconic I mean, duck. What's your number 10? I'm not done with Batman Returns right now. Oh. I'm talking about that iconic duck. The duck? You know what I'm talking about? The penguin duck. Yeah. Yeah. Can you make some sense of that for me? I mean, it's because a that movie's twenty five years old, and I still don't understand why Penguin is riding around in a duck. Uh, Hollywood convenience. They probably had that. Only That's not convenient. Set. I'm I'm gonna go on a, on a limb and say that costs a lot of money. And Warner's being Warner's is probably like we got to make use of that duck as much as we can in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Hollywood that duck is everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. It even made it to Lego Batman movie. Spoiler alert. I'm surprised it didn't make the top bill. Should've what, the duck? Yeah, they should have put him right next to uh, Michael Keaton. Moving past the damn duck <laughs> to my number 10 is The Dark Knight Returns. So okay. The Dark Knight Returns to me is the best Batman story ever written. It brought Batman back to the darkness of the character that was taken away by uh, Adam West and the campy 66. And it's an animated film. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it hasn't seen the big screen in a live action, which I hope it will one day. Like I said last week, it should be Michael Keaton back in that role. Now that he's the age of that Batman. And it's pretty much from page to screen. It is basically your what you read is what you see on on screen. The yeah. only difference is that they cut out the internal monologue. Yeah. But besides that, it is to me amazing. And it's about two and a half hours long. It might be a little long to some that don't like animated films and don't like long movies, but when it's done, it's what Batman v Superman tried to do. Yeah, it definitely took some elements from. But that. we wanted to talk about Martha instead of the actual <laughs> fight. Why did you say and that name? it. <laughs> 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 and also, what Dark Knight Rises took because yeah. the scene where he comes back after eight years. Yeah, that scene. In that tunnel where the cop is like, "Oh, you're about you're in for some show yeah, to some exactly, rookie cop exactly. that's taken from the Dark Knight 
returns. But it's an iconic story. Uh, a lot of bad movies are taking some uh, notes from it. Well, but yeah. I mean, I, after after that, we get the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. We don't get the Killing Joke without the no, Dark Knight Returns. We got Year One. And Year that. One. Yeah. And Frank, we can thank Frank Miller for all of that. But uh, as far as this movie goes, did you group them together, Part One and Part Two? As yes. One? Okay. Yeah, it's a one whole. You can buy them separate. I don't recommend that because it cuts off. It cuts off in a good point, but why not just get the complete copy that's yeah. out and it doesn't cut anything? It just goes straight through the, through the two and a half hours. Okay, I would just clarify it for the list. All right, Lou, what's your number nine? My number nine is Batman. That is way too low, my friend. <laughs> that's my number nine. Why is it With so low? With the iconic Jack Nicholson Joker. Why is that so low? Don't hurt well, my heart. I mean, there's other movies. We'll get to why the other movies are high, wow. but... It made my top 10 because it was probably my definitive Batman when I was younger. It sparked uh, a lot of interest in the Batman animated series for me. Uh, I mean, we didn't get a great Joker until we got Nicholson. I mean, you could debate 89. You can debate all that, but I think Nicholson Joker was great until, obviously, we got uh, Heath Ledger. Like I've always said... I personally, being a fan of the whole John franchise that way as I am, uh-huh. I don't like comparing any Joker because Nicholson is different from Romero. Yeah, Ledger is different from Nicholson, and of course, Leto is different from Leto is Ledger. Very different. My thing is that the Joker has no definitive origin. No, of course not. His performances are like his character they're multiple choice you pick which one you like you pick which one you don't like so to me i have my preference and mm-hmm. ledger is my preference and we'll get into that later oh no no i, I like ledger too i was just saying but at, i think at that Nic- point i think nicholson is fantastic yeah. he eats up every scene he's in and batman is on my list and i will get more into that once we get to that point okay and my number, number nine? nine is the incredibles Oh, The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. We're going back to back animated movies. I like it. The Incredibles, like I said, is the best Fantastic Four movie ever that made. That's true. It's so well done. It's so well written. It's so well animated. And Samuel L. Jackson is pretty much making ice everywhere. Where's my damn suit, woman? It's it's so well done, and it's at a time that superhero movies were pretty much meh. Yeah, that's because time. that that was two thousand four, I believe, and Batman Begins didn't come out to two thousand five, and all we were getting were Fantastic Four with no, we were Jessica just on the, Alba. We were just on the cuff, we're getting the first Fantastic Four. Oh, we got Daredevil. Don't and forget we, about Daredevil. Oh, the masterpiece that was Daredevil. With. So at that point, people may say, "Oh, but The Incredibles isn't a superhero movie." I'm like, "Well, it is." Yeah, hundred percent superhero movie for sure. It's a superhero family. Yeah, and, there's no other way around it. It has to be a superhero movie. And you'd think, you know, Marvel or Fox, whoever runs the Fantastic Four, should take some notes from the Incredibles. I don't know what's going on with that franchise, but somebody really needs to get Fox doesn't want to give up. Fox really needs to give it up. Like, I don't know if Marvel could do a better job, but somebody really needs to get their hands on it and knows what they're doing. Marvel can do anything. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So as we keep going, what's your number eight? My number eight is Ant-Man. One of the funniest Marvel movies we got from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's different, that's for sure. It's a very different. It was a, almost as much of a breath of fresh air as Guardians was. Uh, the humor in it was amazing. We had some 
actors that you wouldn't think fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we got. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. We got uh, Michael Douglas. T.I. did a fantastic job in that movie, surprisingly. I forgot. I, saw, I have seen it. It's just been a while. He's Him in and there? his uh, big words were in that movie. Is that, oh, that's his boy, right? That's his friend with was, Michael uh, Pena? Yeah, it was Michael Pena's boy, yeah. Oh, Michael wow. Pena did a great job in that no, movie. He, he had me on the so He was so funny. Bent over laughing. My number eight is X Men Days of Future Past. Oh, a good one. That one was close for me. Until, spoiler alert, recently. Until recently. It was the best X Men movie. It 100% was the best X Men movie. It, a, a lot of people say X2 was the best one. I mean, it's a great. X2 was good, but I loved the fact that it stayed very true to the origin of the yeah, days yeah. of future past storyline yeah. it did the best it could with what it had and hugh jackman was great everyone was great i love mcavoy as xavier i think he just kill it i think both xavier's, it. both xavier's did great in that movie oh yeah and i think both magnetos did yeah really well they're both excellent actors and i actually like the fact in that movie that we got our first glimpse into um an actual fight with the sentinels that, that that actually hyped me up a little bit. I was a little disappointed that it didn't look like the the ones from the animated series. I was just happy we got it at that point. Give me some pink and purple <laughs> sentinels. They, got, they teased that in one of the movies, the pink. They did, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. And then what's your number six? My number six is Age of Ultron, Avengers 2. No, this is your number seven. We're on number seven. Yeah, number seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Ugh. That's my least favorite Marvel movie. Really? Yeah. I thought it was great. Absolutely. I don't... I'm not going to say Marvel has terrible, because I don't think they've... MCU doesn't... To me, it doesn't have a... No, and people say have. Thor, and what's the, what's the other one that people always throw at the me? The Hulk. I actually like that Norton Hulk. Yeah, it was not really... You know, people don't really remember it as much as the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I walked in there expecting something different. And yeah. it's, the trailers made me think that Ultron was going to be a badass. And no. He was kind of a no. badass for a little while. A little while, but that's Marvel's problem. But it was more of it was more of a message to the Avengers more than anything. It's kind of, it kind of sparked uh, the storyline into Civil War for me, kind of. Uh, along with well, uh, yeah, Winter I mean, Soldier, I, obviously. It sparked it, but it as, a, as an overall final product, I'm like, eh. I, wa- I was very underwhelmed by... I mean, of course, you know, if you if you liked it, that's what's up. Yeah, I like the I like the characters we got into it. I like the twins, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, I think they did a great job. Love Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. uh, She did a great job. She killed it in Civil War. I thought she was really good in Civil War. But yeah, I mean, that movie introduced a bunch of characters, a bunch of storylines we got in future movies. So that's why it's so high on my list. And then I'll piggyback off that and. My number seven is Iron Man, the oh, one that the started one? the one that started it all. Okay, I didn't expect anything from this. Me neither. RDJ as a superhero? What are we doing? I, I mean, he blew us away as Tony Stark, oh. but I think what made the movie the legendary movie it is was that uh, after credit scene. That's what sparked that whole buzz. That yeah, that's when I was like, oh, are a shared universe? What, what is this? Yeah. And that post credit scene is pretty much what shared what started the shared yeah. universe, and I love it. And it's the fact that I was so surprised by it 
is one of the reasons that I made my top ten. At the time, the visuals were, you know, top notch at that time. Yeah, I definitely agree. And MCU, I think, will take a little bit up of the rest of my top ten. What about you? Uh, most of it, yeah. All right. What's your What's next up? My next up is Winter Soldier. That's my number six. No problem there. I love Winter Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was. A very pleasant surprise. Uh, after the first Captain America, I thought they were going to go a little campy with it. Uh, kind of give them, you know, the old American homeboy kind of storylines. But when it did uh, the Winter Soldier and gave them a little darker storyline, I was very pleasantly surprised. Are you a fan of Bucky? I'm a huge fan of Bucky. Uh, I like his Bucky, uh, right? torture. I like his tortured character uh, moniker in the movies. Uh, I like that, you know, even though he's that evil, like Steve can't bring himself to really fight him uh, he's that He's not well. evil. He's not evil, but, you know, he has his flaws. He has his brainwashingness. But, uh, I, I mean, that movie introduces to him, and I think that was one of the best movies as far as action in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, definitely. Great action sequences. My number six is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. It is okay. the one... The one Marvel's problem is that, there's, that they are so formulaic with their plots. Mm-hmm. Is good guy, bad guy, bad guy, it's gone. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Uh, besides Iron Man, that one that set every, the precedent for everything. It took a few years for them to do something different. Okay. And introduce us to characters we don't know, and we had one of the most entertaining comic book films. I've ever seen. I can say out of my top ten, this is definitely the funniest. I also think it had the best soundtrack of all, all the movies. Yeah, I mean it's anytime you could use classic tunes from the sixties and seventies, you know you're you're in for a good one. Uh, who's your favorite character from Guardians? My favorite character from Guardians, I would probably say Rocket. Uh, very close second would be uh, Drax, just because I think Dave Bautista. I've never seen him that funny in my life, and that was just a complete different. And, and this is coming from two guys that watch wrestling. Yes, and he was not even funny in WWE. He looked funny. He looked funny, Blue Tista. But <laughs> I mean, I thought he was great. My favorite, of course, is Star Lord. Chris Star-Lord. Pratt is great. Yeah, yeah. And I t- talked about this last week. My second favorite is Groot. <laughs> Nothing pleases me more than having Vin Diesel in a movie. And him saying just three words the entire film. Oh, so you're not looking forward to uh, another Dominic Toretto performance? Dude, the new trailer just released last week, and it looks worse than the first one. <laughs> Dude, there's a submarine coming out of the water. I told and you. And these guys are in cars, and they're taking them down. And I'm like, no. Lamborghini no. for the submarine no. fighter. I'm, I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure it's going to make a billion dollars, but. Two. Two billion. Two? Two billion. Mm. Easy. You sound very confident in there. Those movies are cash grabs. Like, there's no tomorrow. Like, everybody goes watch Fast and the Furious. I don't know one person that doesn't go watch Fast and Furious in theaters. Actually, I don't know either. Exactly. I'm suckered in. I gotta. I have to review it, so I'm going to... The whole movie, they can just go and just rent some Toyota Corollas and in just honesty, rent the rock three times. In all honesty, I watch it for The Rock now. Yeah. Anything with The Rock, I'm watching. The, you know. Maybe, maybe that that I'm gonna test my limits with that with so, Baywatch. So the last two movies, I mean, just to go off on a little tangent here, but the last two movies you got in one, The Rock jumps off platform to platform on a highway going 90 miles an hour to a, one car to another. Then the movie after that, he tops it by 
flexing out of a cast and picking up a helicopter Gatling gun. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do this movie, honestly. It's The Rock. Anything's possible. I say he's going to lift a tank. With one military hand. press though. with one hand, one hand, one hand. Okay, and he's gonna rock bottom. Oh, I want, I want another rock bottom. We got like what? He's gonna already? rock bottom Vin Diesel through the ice. No, we got it. Okay, we got rock bottoms already. I want to see a people's elbow. Wait, who did he rock bottom? He rock bottom, uh, in the last movie. Um, Are you talking about back when he when he fought Vin and like the he rock bottom Vin? Uh, he also rock bottom Statham in the last movie in that office scene. I don't even remember. He rock bottom him through a glass table. That's I want to see a people's elbow. Can I get a people's elbow in the next movie? Anyway. Have your people call his people. What's your number five? My number five is the first Avengers. Okay. Uh, After years and, and years of... Setting it up? Setting it up. We got Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America. We got what everybody waited for. The, the culmination of all, her- all the heroes into one movie... And it was excellent. It looked really cool. It looked really cool. I think, I mean, it's a great movie. I, I Great movie. But I think that the best part about the Avengers is it has that one moment that will probably last forever. Uh-huh. And is that that shot with circling around with all the Avengers together for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. You always remember that's that. That's the iconic shot, yeah. And that's one of my biggest beef with. Uh, Ultron is they kind of wanted to just redo Avengers. Yeah. And that's my biggest problem with it. It's like it's a completely different genre. Fan of The Hangover, right? The first one? Yeah. The Hangover 2 is the same movie. It is. The exact same movie, but we're going to lose someone else. Yeah. And I don't know what they do with 3. And was, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, cool. We want to do the same thing and that's my big that was my issue with Okay. With Ultron. But yeah, great choice for number Four? And after that movie, uh, it was five. Uh, after that movie, it really made me want some shawarma. <laughs> really made me want some. I don't even know what it is, but it really made me want some. My number five is Superman the movie. Christopher Reeve, 1978. Okay. okay. I think you might have to defend this one a little bit. Really? Yeah. You don't like it? Mm, I don't like any Superman movie. Oh. No so- Superman movie made my top list. This is, you, how I made you feel is how you made me feel when you put Batman like at the bottom of this list. Yeah, but it made it. No, man, Superman. But, but Superman's the first comic book film that hit the big screen. It was, and it did something. It taught us that men could fly. Has it aged well? I think so. I don't think so. Christopher Reeve is the best Superman of all time. He's the best Clark Kent of all time. Yeah. And Gene Hackman is the best Lex Luthor of all time. Yeah, there's not much competition there. How are you gonna tell me <laughs> that it doesn't belong on this list then? I, just because they're the best. It's, Superman it, it, and it set it set the standard of a f- comic book movie being taken serious. It wasn't campy. It wasn't hokey. It was a little campy, just a little. Lex Luthor was making jokes, and he loved real estate. Sure, I mean I've always said that Superman is pretty much the defender of real estate. <laughs> Because in every single movie, Lex Luthor wants more land. If you ever watch these, like, I love Superman, the first one. But if you ever notice, you keep watching one, two, or wherever we go on. This dude loves land. And if when they remade it, Uh I guess it was a sequel to part two with Superman Returns where Kevin Spacey uh, played uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. He wanted land. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, they should have like a little statue of Superman, all these real estate agents, because he protects the land. He protects the he land. He protects real estate. Now, which, which, I know it wasn't the first one, but which Superman movie was it that the dam crushed Lois and he had to fly backwards around the that's earth? That's the first one. To, that's the first one? That's the first one. Oh. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think it's very Superman good. Superman flies backwards to reverse the earth's spin and reverses time. It's a comic book film. That's your, remember the, that, remember, that's your number four. Remember what the Flash does. But that's your number four. Yeah. Five. Oh. I'm sorry. We're like going all over the place. Yeah. Here. That's your number five. Yeah. What? We're on to number four now. Yeah, go with your number four. My number four is Captain America Civil War. Love that movie. Great movie. Our first introduction to Tom Holland as Spider-Man. The first definitive split between Tony Stark and uh, Captain America. Have you read that book? That book was amazing. A little different You're, in the movie. That's what I was going at. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, you got me, you know, certain characters. It's going to be the same with um, Infinity Wars. It's going to be certain characters, certain storylines that they can't use from the comics. So, you know, they kind of have to make it their own. But I think they did a good job as far as storyline. Awesome. My number four is Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. That's, I'm not mad at it. With, after surprising people with Spider-Man in 2002 with Toby mm-hmm. and uh, a G- young James Franco, right? Young James Franco as uh, the Hobgoblin. And who was his dad? Who who played who played Green um, Goblin? I forgot. Was it William Defoe? Yeah, yes, William, Defoe. William Defoe. I they did good. It was really good. But then we get to the second one, and there's just the development of Peter Parker and the conflict between him being with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and being Spider Man and being conflicted at, at what to do. And Doc Ock was a fantastic villain. He was played by Alfred Molina, and yeah. he was fantastic as Doc Ock. One of and the he high was, and, and, yeah, and he was actual competition to yeah. our hero. It wasn't the cliche, I'm the bad guy, and I want to take you down because I don't like you very much. Yeah, like the psychological aspect they put to their battle. Yeah, and it set up what we thought was going to be a great third one. What everybody thought was going to be a great but third one. But then we get Emo Toby. Emo Toby and, and Topher Keith. And it, and it fell and fell, fell from grace after that one. And then we started our many reboots of the character. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest gripes I have with that original Tobey Maguire series was uh, Mary Jane. You don't like Kirsten Dunst? I don't like Kirsten Dunst as uh, Mary Jane. I felt she was very bland. If I I love Spider-Man too, but if I had to take something out of that that I didn't like is the fact that Tobey Maguire is like 45 years old and he's supposed to be playing someone that's 17. That's why I like uh, Tom Holland now. He actually is a little kid. I mean, he still talks like this, he, and, you know. He does, and but you know. I like the aspect because, you know, Spider-Man's supposed to be young and, you know, comical and all that. Tom McGuire did a great job, but I think Tom Holland is a And I think what helps Tom Holland is that he's going to be working with RDJ a lot. Yeah, of course. And RDJ is RDJ, so I think it's going to help Holland grow with the character. 100%. What's your number three? My number three is... Watchmen. You are nuts. I loved Watchmen. You are absolutely nuts. Watchmen was a that, fantastic uh, hold movie. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here we go. You're going to shit on me about Superman, and you have the balls to put Watchmen as number three with that trash director. 
The Watchmen was a way better movie than Superman. It's I'm not saying it isn't, but so that doesn't mean you should. List. That doesn't mean that you have to put it as number three. It's number three for me. I thought it was a fantastic story. Everybody acting wise, it's a great book, great, great job, fantastic book. I read that book multiple times. Uh, the actors were great. Uh, ending was fantastic, even though it differed a little bit from the book. I Actually, liked it. so at the ending of Watchmen, does Ozzy mean Ozzy? Ozzy, how do you say? How do you pronounce it? Ozzy Mandius. Does he eventually spoiler win or? I, I, I heard I mean, there's a there's a squid or something. Well, that was in the comic. In the comic, yeah. In the comic. Uh, in the movie, it was a bomb, but I guess at the end he wins out. Uh, it's more of those winning win movies, but. I think the heroes did their part. I'll give you this, Zack Snyder. It's Zack Snyder's probably second best movie. Exactly. It's not saying much, but you know, <laughs> it's Zack Snyder's second best movie. It's a movie I like to go back to from time to time. Dude, it's like six hours long. It is six hours long, but it's a great six hours. I'd say the best character in that movie, if I had to pick one, is Rorschach. I like Rorschach. I like the comedian. I mean, it it got what? What's his name? The guy that played Rorschach. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, he was really good in that. Yeah, he played a great uh, disturbed anti-hero, I guess. Yeah, he was like a tweener. Yeah. So, I mean. Very memorable character. I don't know why it's your number three, but hey, two thumbs up, kiddo. Yeah, you know, that's how the world spins sometimes. Yeah. My number three is Batman 89. Oh. uh... And, And trust me, it has nothing. I mean, this is a top. This is a movie that I adore so much. But there's reasoning behind the reason I put it so high. Like, in today's New York City, mm-hmm. you work in New York, so you see it every yep. day. All you see are billboards of what's the next com- what's the next superhero movie that's coming out. So, Power Rangers. So, Power we'll do it Power Rangers. You see Wonder Power Rangers. Yeah. Wonder Woman. All that stuff. All these Marvel DC films mm-hmm. and any comic book film or superhero film. You see all these billboards in the city. What's the first one that did that? What made it possible for that to happen? Batman. Batman. It's a movie that, yeah, I mean, is it perfect? No, it's not. It's definitely not. I watch that movie about four or five times a year, and I can tell you from a scene that Batman's belt slips. <laughs> he looks like he's losing weight as the scene progresses. His belt starts mid-waist, and it walks. it's almost by his thigh at the end of the <laughs> At the end of the scene, Capitalist is timeless. You yeah, you can't I hate mean, on the Capitalist of that one. I mean, it's not campy. I don't feel Batman '89 is campy at all, and that's my personal opinion. But the marketing of that movie is what led studios to believe that okay, we're gonna make, we're gonna be able to throw in a hundred million dollars just on marketing, and it's gonna make that money back. Yeah, because that movie was the highest grossing film of all time. For a point. For a point. We don't know. It's 1989. Yeah. It's the first movie or one of the first movies to ever release on VHS in about six months. Okay. And back in 89, that's not something that was going to happen. It's one of the first movies to ever be $20 on VHS. That's when VHSs were like $95. You can rent it, but if you want to take it home with you, it's going to be... $95. And that's all because of Batman. And don't and that's not even talking about the movie. I'm talking about the cultural impact that the movie made, put it up there. It's the most like I always say, my number 1 film which we'll get to is the best comic book film of all time, but my number 3 film is the most important comic book film of all time. Without Batman 89, studios wouldn't have the 
faith that they do in comic book films. Okay. Batman is the most important film. Batman and Robin killed it. Batman Begins brought it back. Okay. I'm not so, mad at it. That movie just solidified Batman's place as the most important comic book character of all time. And I love Michael Keaton. He's my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. He, and you're going to probably not agree with me, the movie sucking the way it did, Ben Affleck wasn't the reason that movie sucked. No, of course not. Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck a was job. a fantastic Batman, and he is up there Yeah, as one of the best Batmans. But Keaton is my number one. I... What's that? What's that hashtag that I see on his Instagram all the time? Keaton gives gives beatings. There you go. And he is, would I say the best Bruce Wayne? No, Christian Bale is. But Christian in terms Bale's of definitely the best Bruce Wayne. In terms of the bat wearing the suit, man, I'll see Keaton any day. That yellow emblem is the best movie poster I think of the nineties. They didn't need a name. It didn't need a. All it needed was that bat and june 23rd and boom well, that's we're out of here we're we're, we're, make, we're making money and jack nicholson once they got that man jack nicholson as the joker people were like okay this movie's going to be taken serious as with superman when they got marlon brando mm-hmm. we got batman getting jack nicholson boom we're off to the races no, and I, that's why i put batman in my top three and that's why it will, I think it will always remain in my top three, just for the importance of what the movie did. I mean, my top ten, I, Jack Nicholson's Joker, I felt, I mean, from that point, from that point, we got only Jokers that were very ha-ha-ha, silly. Jack Nicholson was a little of that, but he brought a little more seriousness to the Dude, character. Dude, this dude has a line that says, this town needs an enema. Yep. And he made it work. Yeah. So, Fantastic and don't forget work. about Prince. Prince, how hot was Prince in the 80s? Prince was on fire in the 80s. I mean, and this guy did four or five songs for the movie. That made no sense. Like, I watch Batman all the time. And you see the Joker with the scene in the museum. (laughs) And was that Party Man? Party Man. No, what does Party Man have to do with the Joker? Like, destroying art (laughs) in the museum. But it works. It did. Because it's the movie work and Prince work. And that's why Batman's my number. in front of a bat single. Which is a highlight of cute. that movie's marketing. It's cute. It's very cute. But yeah, that's why Batman Falls is my number three. What's your number two? Let's round this out. My number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Is it kind of similar to the same reasons I said before? Yeah, similar. Uh, it's a, a telling fact that Marvel took the characters that nobody knew, nobody was excited about, and they delivered such an excellent movie with them. That just made everybody love them and made everybody anticipate a number two. That is, I mean, it's telling. Uh, not many studios could get away with uh, doing a movie like that. Yeah, I mean, it goes along with, I have no disagreements there. It goes along to what I said before on why I love it. And we round out my number two with Civil War. Oh, there you go. And that's going along with what you said. Same, same To points. me, it was un- uh, up to now. Mm-hmm. It took brought comedy of the Guardians of the Galaxy with Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Okay. And you brought the seriousness of Iron Man and you put it full circle, threw it in a pot, mixed it up a little, and we got Civil War. How great was that airport scene? It's one of the best scenes of the year. One of the, the last greatest, year. One of the greatest superhero movie scenes of all time. Yeah. It's, it's visually it looks stunning. Yeah. When you see everyone. I mean, of course, you would want everyone that's in the book to be in the movie, but that's realistically not going to happen, but 
the fact that you got that scene at the airport and we get references to Star Wars with the AT-ATs and Tom Holland just roping them around. It was so good. For the next Captain America movie, can we please get more dynamic between Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That they need, need like, the, like they need more, their own movie. They're funny. They're funny, man. I Bucky's morphed into this fun character. Yeah. You go from Winter Soldier. I mean, you go from Captain America, the first one, the yeah. first Avenger, and we where he is now, he's one of the best characters in that whole little series. Yeah, they're gonna keep that dynamic going with the next Captain America film. And sir, so we reached number, number one. one. <clears throat> I think people could guess from you know, subtracting their own uh, what our number one is? Should I say it? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck? Well, uh, that's different from V from Vendetta, which I was going to say. <laughs> so uh, I think we both agree that our number one is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. And um, do you want to say it or do you want me to go on this one? One of the greatest performers of any villain on any movie. It's one of the greatest performances ever made on film. It's the best supporting actor win in the history of the Academy Awards. It is a performance that I can watch over and over again and steals every single scene he's in. You think Heath Ledger's performing the Joker, but that guy just morphs himself into that character. And I... I can never watch a Batman film again mm-hmm. and not put that performance, not character or anything like that, but just performance and put everyone that's in these Batman films or even a comic book films up to that level. Like, that's what I expect. Because if Heath Ledger could do that with a comic book character, yeah. sometimes books that don't people don't take serious and turn it into what he did yep nah man i expect so much out of these films now because of him because of that film all things to nolan all things to his script his film it's the godfather of the comic book genre it's the one of the best films my favorite film of 2008 it's my favorite film of the 2000s and it's my number one film in the comic book superhero genre it's just the fact that unfortunately his performance was so good and he got so enveloped into the character that it eventually took his own life. Just kind of speaks to the art and like the focus you had to put just into that miraculous performance. No, nah, but people say it's overrated, right? Oh, you people, man. You people. You people. Now, we did this top 10 because we wanted to dive in and put Logan in or discuss on whether or not we put Logan into that top 10. Will Logan make our top 10 and how high would he be? So look, looking at Logan, and we discussed how much I loved it last week, and Lou, you just saw it today. Yep. Where do you put Logan in your top ten, or does it make your top ten? What number do you put it in? If I had a drum roll, I would give a drum roll. But as far as top ten, Logan goes number two. It has to be number two. That movie was the oh my god. The the finale of that character it, itself was just so well done. It couldn't have been done any other way. I concur, and it is my number two now comic agree. book film of all time. I have moved Civil War to number four and kept Batman 89 in number three. But 
Logan, oh man, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I was just saying how important and these performances are and how important Ledger's performance is. And Hugh Jackman's take, final take as Logan is the best performance in a comic book film since Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. And for that, Logan falls into my number two comic book film of all comic book superhero film of all time. I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever get the character of Wolverine, even if he's played by somebody else. Like Hugh Jackman will forever be Wolverine. And I think they, if they do do it, they got to take their time because yeah. that's the problem with Leto. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying before, everyone should hold the Joker differently because it's different performances. Yeah. But if they decide to do this in another three or four years, whoever he plays him, it's going to get bashed because of what he's following. Exactly. And that's testament to the 17 years that he played that character. The fact that I was in the theater for a superhero movie and people were so invested in it that in that ending, I can audibly hear people sobbing and crying. I didn't cry. Uh, no comment. <laughs> My <laughs> wife was sobbing. But... uh. It, it it's telling that a superhero movie can bring that much emotion out of people and it shows how far the genre has come it has because i know probably by 19, 1997 uh, we were talking about bat nips bat nips and, and ice skates and now we're talking about academy award level yep. performances supporting and leading i would say i mean that's a lead performance for sure i mean it's still too early to tell i mean it's not a win it's not a winning it's not i mean yeah i mean we don't know that we don't know what's coming out leading he's a good chance but supporting i I think now nomination is worthy at least for stewart in my opinion he was good i mean i don't think he will be nominated but i think he was very good probably one of his best as that character, probably yeah. one of his best but, uh, performances. Different that character. Character. He's been playing for a couple of years now, so that was pretty refreshing. And there was actually a good villain. Yeah. Like X24 was Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't see that coming. It, that, that was a pretty good dynamic. I'm like, did Hugh Jackman, eat, uh, did they did they do the, the Carrie Fisher <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> they saw, they did the Carrie Fisher and, and uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Star Wars? Peter Cushing. They did uh, uh, the digital yeah I think that's what they're gonna do for a lot of these movies it. now I know but getting off the comic book subject Scorsese's doing a movie with Pacino De Niro and Pesci and, and he's doing young. yeah he's gonna oh that might be interesting yeah it'll be good to see I don't know what they're gonna do with Pacino's voice oh. if they're gonna they can't do anything with that voice yeah, that was legendary though. I yeah, no, I mean, much. but you go from Pacino when he's young and the yeah, Godfather yeah, yeah, to Pacino yeah. now. He's talking like this. Well, it depends on the movie. Yeah, for sure. So, with that being said, that brings us to the finale of this week's podcast. Yes, the end of episode two. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to this week's podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe and download Real Chronicles so you don't miss out on any episodes. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and, of course, on RealTalkInc.com. And if you like what you hear, you can leave us a review and tell all your friends. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss, feel free to shoot us an email at RealTalkInc at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit us at RealTalkInc.com throughout the week for your entertainment news and reviews. And you can follow Real Talk Inc. online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and StumbleUpon. And where can they find you, Lou? 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lewis the Designer, L U I S the Designer, as always. And you can find me on Instagram at Gonzo underscore Mania. And you can follow Real Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. So for David G and Lewis H, thank you for joining us. Catch you next week. Let's get out of here. Go watch some movies, kids. We'll see you next week. <laughs>